Life with Brooksy and Shanaz. My name is Shanaz. I'm here with Brooksy. Lucky me. We're doing episode 28, and there's nowhere else we'd rather be. Brooksy, how are you doing, sir? Very well, thank you, Shanaz. It's great to be in your humble abode once again. You love that record. lounge, don't you? Yeah, I know. I'm in the corner. Nice and snug in the corner. But yeah, it's good Good to be back. Good to be doing the podcast with you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We apologize we haven't been around for a while. We've been living, living busy lives. Yeah. Lives are getting busier, but that's okay. We're here. We're happy to be here. We want to do this for you and for us. Brooksy, you're about to start a campaign known as the world-famous traditional historical Olympic Games. That's quite a long name for the Olympics, Schnaz. I but think it would yeah, work it better than just the Olympics. Yeah. But, yeah, started, started yesterday uh, with Channel 7. Working on the highlight show, which will be on every night. Okay. And got a really good team. What's, what's your role there? I will be researching information for my host, Hamish McLaughlin. And basically, we'll be putting together all the highlights that's happened over the day's play. Because it will be happening overnight and early in the morning, people will be either sleeping at work, at school, at uni. So, from 7 o'clock, we'll be doing... Roughly between three to four hours of highlights, depending on when the next day starts. Uh, and yeah, bringing to you all the really big efforts from the from the day at the Olympics. And I saw you in the cafe at Fox Sports in Arts Harmon. I thought, who has let this mug back into this building? What's going on there? Working on the FFA Cup. Okay. Which started on Wednesday night. Did you see that goal? I did. Shaz? I did. For those who don't know, the FFA Cup is the knockout tournament for lower divisional teams away from the A-League as well as the A-League teams. An Australian version of all, the FA Cup, if you will. All the clubs that are either non-A-League or A-League under the Football Federation of Australia umbrella compete in this knockout tournament. There's just over like 300 clubs throughout Australia that go into a knockout tournament process to vie for the positions in the round of 32 of the FFA Cup. So certain states get certain nominations. So New South Wales, for instance, have... Oh, sorry, the New South Wales NPL has five positions, I believe. Mm. And there's one from northern New South Wales, just as an example. Can I ask you, did my former club, or they're always in my heart, the Canberra North Redbacks, are they competing at all? I think they went out in the early stages, Schnaz. Okay. Haven't, did not come up on the radar. Did but, you know, um, Brooksy, I don't know if I've told you this story, yeah. and you've heard a lot of my stories. My first three games of playing for the North Bar Redbacks, probably under, <laughs> or I don't know, maybe under 11s or something. Yeah. I scored a goal in each of the first three games playing centre forward. Is that why they always started calling you Sam Own Goal Shanazi? They weren't own goals, buddy. Oh. They were they were proper, proper goals. I didn't score any more after that in my probably six-year career. And then I slowly started creeping back from center forward to a half to a fullback. Oh, well. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not sure what happened there, but that was, that was my soccer career. The pace of the game probably caught up yes. to you at the age of 12, 13. Yes, yes. I was going to say, if you were playing striker for all those years, it's like, who's coaching that team? Who's letting you? It must he be was busy. really good his first three games. Was it Reno up front? Your father? Oh, sorry. Was it Reno at the helm, Schnaz? 
Marino was there cheering me on, but uh, no, he was never coach. He was never oh, coach. Okay. Always had like school teachers from Carrying Bar North. Speaking of Carrying Bar North, they're in the press this week. Have you seen that? No. Instead of the school bell ringing, yeah. I kid you not. Iggy Azalea. Up fancy. up Cronulla. Oh, really? 100% truth. Oh, that's pretty good. It's going viral. Obviously not that far, but it's going viral a little bit on, online. Brooksy, I've had a busy week. Been playing music. I went to Melbourne, played with the great Perry Keys. Uh, had a great night at the Wesley Ann in Northcote. Yeah. Played a solo show. There was no bass guitar involved. Oh. And flew back, went to the Sharks Knights game, which was just another great day out in the sun for me. <laughs> But we're both busy, but we're both here. Yep. League life. We love the league life. Thank you for all of your comments and social media hit-ups. We appreciate it. We'll be talking about that later on a little bit. Brooksy, a bit of a different episode this week. We're just going to talk about the clubs. We have missed, obviously, last week, and we had a couple of people wondering where we were. We were around. We just didn't have enough time to record, as we mentioned before. But, yeah, I think it's good if we... You know, go through the clubs and where they're at. We've missed two sometimes, and, and in some cases, three games for some of the clubs. And yeah, I thought we we could do this, and you thought it was a good idea. So let's let's get into it. What did you think about last night? The Broncos, another L. Yeah, I wasn't overly believing the fact that they were falling and falling and falling until I watched them last night. Yeah. Some of their defence was just non-existent. I know James Robert isn't isn't a great defender. He's things all about attack and pace. But you know when Dale Copley's busting through him or whoever it was, it, it's just it's not good enough at that level coming into where we are in the year. Yeah, they really want to start winning, and they were they were not great last night. They were missing some forwards, which is you know that's that's fair enough. But there are no excuses this end of the end of the season. You need to win. They were playing a team that had won three, three or four games all year. Yeah, I mean, oh, they're going to have to lift and lift really quickly. Yeah, that was interesting. You mentioned the Copley Roberts scenario. Copley was the one that had to be pushed to allow them to get Roberts, and I'm guessing like he would have felt pretty good after that win, Dale Copley against his old club. He must be a classy guy because he said in the press afterwards that. It's not who he is to be that person to kind yeah. of brag about or even worry about it. But he mm. said it obviously it was a good feeling. So yeah. it's a good luck to him. Uh, Broncos, I don't know, man. I think the halves need to step up. But having said that, the forwards need to go forward. Yeah. What I do you think do of the forwards? Oh, sorry, Shnaz. But what do you think of the forward situation at the Broncos? You're starting to see some of those older guys in a little bit of the of a decline mode. You're seeing a lot of those forwards in a bit of a decline part of their careers. You've got some really good young guys coming through. Don't get me wrong. Do you think this is going to be something that's going to possibly be an issue for them in the finals slash possibly not making the finals? I think if they make the finals, they'll be okay. They're a team that could probably lift a little bit given the atmosphere and the experience of some of their players, their coach as well. Yeah. But I think the problem is getting there and where they finish up to get there because the moment they just keep sliding, yeah, the ladder, yeah. Uh, I think that they they will be in a transition period as far as the forwards go. The forwards, the young guys coming through are awesome, yeah. But they they'll need a year or two to really soak it all up and be at their best, yeah. And the older guys, as you say, in a decline, definitely in age, 
Um, they're still talented and giving their all, but they're not going to be what they once were. Yeah. So I would have thought this year was their kind of window. Yeah. For, as a, as a club, particularly with the form of Hunt and Milford at the start of the year. So I. I could pe- people back are, up. Yeah, people are blaming those the two halves, and fair enough, they've been off. But as I said, you need the forwards to be going forward. Yeah. A- and last night they were not doing that. One of our favourite players, I believe the last recipient of the uh, League Life Shanaz Player of the Week Award back in round two, <laughs> Corey Oates. Um, he's had two weeks now where he's been really off the ball. And for a guy who'd been so solid in all of his games and so dominant, he looks like a different man. And I, I know he can bounce out of that. That's fine. Yeah. But again, in, in when you hit round 20 and moving forward, you don't want to be playing that way. Exactly. Like you, you played Origin. Usually some of those young guys take it on and, and really take the game to the next level after Origin, but he's unfortunately gone the other way, um, definitely with his ball handling anyway. But um, and getting back to the forwards thing too, Schnaz, I thought it was interesting that there was talk last week that the Broncos were talking to um, America's favourite rugby league player, Matt Lodge, um, yeah, that's a- about a potential signing in the future. That's an um, interesting one, Brooksy. Because there must be something. There's something not right with their planning there if they are reaching out to Matt Lodge. I, I, that's just the way I see it. Wayne Bennett specifically was mm. quoted as saying he wanted to talk to him yeah. if he was available. Yes. And I know that from all I've heard, Wayne Bennett is a great man and obviously mm. he's a great father figure and he can turn careers around. He's proven that time after time. Mm. But, gee, I'd have to question that because we're not talking about a guy that's gone out and had a drink and, and, and started a, a fight with another guy. We're talking about an absolute, from what we know... He hasn't done a runner from a cab. He's, a he's bit done of a, a bit more than that. A bit of a lunatic. And yeah. I, I, I sort of put it in there with your Russell Packer thing, but then times it by 10, because yeah. at least that guy did his time and did all the right things. Yeah. So we'll see where that is. That's early, yeah. early days. But, I mean, how... The other thing is I think about Matt Lodge mm. I think about the victims in the case. Yeah. And they're traumatised for life. and that, yeah. or Maybe not for life. But they're traumatised and it's heavy. He's sitting back going, oh, I've got all these costs I've got to pay. and But, geez, the Broncos want me. And and the Broncos of all teams, I'm not saying they're like the top of the pedestal in terms of rugby league, but it's like somewhat of an honour to play yeah. for the Broncos. Yeah, and they're, it's like, they're a real club. Wait, this guy can't go to the Broncos next year. Or, yeah, you would have to be next year, but... I was like, oh, come on. This cannot be happening. Like, after... Particularly while the case is still going. Yeah, exactly. It'd be fair enough if, like, either A, he was doing his punishment, or B, yeah. it got thrown out. Yeah. The Roosters, Brooksy. Yeah. Good win from last night. Yeah, very good win. And it was coming. It was coming. It was spoken about by a lot of people in the press and people on in social media. They, they thought the Roosters might get this one. They played really well. Boyd Cordner was outstanding. Yeah. My old mate, Fergie Ferg, he actually, I'm going to say it, on the record. This is Credit where credit's due, come on. Played well, was yeah. creative, set up a few tries, one spectacular one in particular. And they were good. Yeah. So that we just need more of that from the Roosters week in, week out, and they'll be getting back to what they do. If, it, if they lose again next week, I'm just going to shrug my shoulders and go, well, what the hell? Look, I don't think they're going to win out the rest of the season, but they're definitely going to put some teams on notice at the back end of the year. Like, I think Matty Russell last night mentioned that 
The Broncos will play them in round 26. What a big game that's going to be for the Broncos. That could decide a lot of different scenarios for them, seeing how they go over the next month and a half. But yeah, I think the Roosters are definitely going to put some um, spanners in the works for some teams' finals aspirations. But yeah, I I like all the young guys that are coming through. Latrell Mitchell, Connor Watson. He played really well against you guys uh, a few weeks ago. He did a really good pregame interview on Nine slash Fox last night. Really impressive young yeah. fella. Um, yeah. You know, a character, but also just really. He spoke well for yeah. you know young football. I was I was very impressed. And by you him. can sort of see why Jackson Hastings is playing in under twenties. Like they've sort of shifted towards Watson and see that he yeah, can I, partner Pierce. Brooksy, I'm getting to the stage where I can kind of in my own mind pick who's gonna be a good player and who's just gonna be someone who could maybe play as a replacement or whatever. At a young age, which is not very fair, but Jackson mm. Hastings, he had so much hype. Yeah. Son of a legend, all that sort of stuff. Good at NYC career, but just... I, all the first grade games, I never really thought he was that special. He yeah. could do a job for you. Yep. But he would never be, like, my number one guy, and, and that doesn't mean he can't have a successful career, but you look at a guy like Connor Watson. Mm. He's got... At least he's got the electric footwork and the speed. He alone, stood up Chad Townsend, remember, in that did. try. It was... And he did... He had another good run last night as well. So no matter what else he can do on top of that, he has that as a really great attribute. Yeah. Look at Jackson Hastings. He can kick, pass, catch. Okay, well, I can do that too. You know what I mean? I can do it, Brooksy. Brooksy, give me a look. Yeah, I'm trying to work out if that's what got you out of the under-16s carrying bar soccer team that you could catch. In <laughs> <laughs> the back there. Straight to Corral, Couple of penalties. Bar. Hand of schnaz. But yeah, speaking of carrying bar. And your good old days. Woo-hoo. The days are good now. Uh, good times never seen so good. That as was the bl- great Neil Diamond once said. That is blurring at half time now at Shark Park. Yeah. Did you know? 15 straight. Albeit the last two, you played 15 and 16. But hey, the draw's the draw. And they're going you, well. You've going nearly well. completed the clean sweep of clubs this year, Schnaz. You've just got the Rabbitohs. Right. To okay. tick off the list. Okay. It's unbelievable. It's I, I keep saying it. I, we may as well just insert Brooksy's unbelievable <laughs> quote here. <laughs> but I, I'm loving it. You guys, you had the Knights last week. You did what you needed to do. Yeah. That, I mean, without, they're, they're actually a bit sloppy. Without James Maloney. They made a lot of errors. Yeah. Uh, but they still put a number of tries on and, and played well to a degree. So... Titans, Cowboys, the next two weeks, short turnaround in between two really hard games, which I think they need. Yeah. They need a bit definitely. of a challenge. And you got round 26 just looming. Yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah. it's good to have these tough games. So that'll, that'll test them out a lot more, and I think the errors will decrease and they'll get back to their sort of more clinical style. They've been a bit ad-libbed the last few weeks, so... Um, but yeah, good times down there, Brooksy. We we had uh, the retirement of Michael Ennis announced during yes. the week, which surprised everyone. I've got my ear next to that Leeds club door, and I didn't know anything about it. So, um, you know, for everyone who sort of has negative feelings towards him, champion bloke off the field. Yeah. Pretty much everyone knows that now. He's walking straight into a full-time job at Fox Sports. I believe he might still have some uh, a role down at Cronulla as well in some capacity, which would be nice. And he's given his all for, for my club in the last two years. So um, they're going to miss him. 
Yeah. It's probably a bit premature. He probably had another good year in him. Yeah. But I was Definitely. really inspired by his uh his his press conference and it showed what sort of a guy he is. He's he's he pretty much said that he wants to, you know, be a full time father and do all the little things he can do and, and, and be there for his wife after she's been there for him for so long and it it just in all honesty, as silly as it sounds, a great role model. Yeah. At least off the field. I heard and this could be a rumor schnaz, he got the tap on the shoulder to fit in two guys that are doing a podcast down there. Um, they've asked for a bit of money, and don't, they can't fit. And then Lyle can't fit them under the salary cap. Don't forget the vodcast as well. The vodcasters for the Russian people out there. <laughs> um, look, that's not <laughs> entirely true, Brooksy. No, okay. yeah, no, no, I just heard murmurs on the social media. Move on here, I think. Yeah, thinks he's got a bit hot in here. <laughs> so they played the Knights last week. What did you think? You were at the game. You're looking at a team that's clearly. Clearly not thinking about too much of the 2016 season, rather 2017 and beyond. They were very strong in the opening 30 minutes. The Sharks had a few disallowed tries, which yep. everyone's heard about. But <laughs> I, I was actually impressed with Newcastle's uh, first half. Yep. Um, they had a, a chance down their end, and one of the... One Pat, of the bro- yeah, Matty Utea. He just Pat sort of Matty fell Utea. over. Yeah. That was bizarre. That's the sort of year they It was having. sniper. It was like... It could have been. Down there, it could have been. It was like, I thought Phil Rothfield might have got to uh, him. Oh. Oh. Too soon? Well, <laughs> there is breaking news, Brooksy. <laughs> anyway. No, news. No, 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 not going there. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think Newcastle, yeah, really good, strong effort the first half. Second half, yep. you could tell that they were just a bit, you know, outclassed, uh, particularly on the edges. Yeah. But, you know, if I'm a Knights fan... I'm not without hope in the coming years, particularly next year. Next year will still be a rebuilding year, but it's going to be a better year. Yeah. If they have a better run with injuries, yeah. Nathan Brown will have more of an idea of what's going on around him. Mm. And um, I think next year will be a, a more of a test. This year is just it's a write-off. We all know that. Well, the Storm, they had they played the Storm and the Sharks back-to-back weeks. And two, and like one and a half halves of good performances there. The, the Storm game... <laughs> The Storm game, they were really good. Yeah. They were they were a chance of winning that game. Absolutely. Jake Mamo at fullback for me needs to happen next year. He was obviously suspended against you guys. And this was something I I wanted to touch on it in the Storm section, but I'll bring it up now because we're talking about Mamo. Mullen put up two high kicks for Munster. And Mamo snapped up both of them. One, he dropped the ball because yep. he was a bit stretched out. The other, he scored a try. I think teams should look out for that. It's it's a tactic, if the Storm are playing Munster at fullback, to definitely target him. He looked dodgy against the Knights. Yeah. And if you can keep bombing him, instead of going to Vunivalu or Tonomapir or whoever's out on the other wing if for I'm, the Storm... If I'm a attacking kicker against the storm yeah. and I'm looking to my what left and I see Vinavala look to my right I see Corabetti yeah, look in the middle I see yeah. Munster well, yeah. I know who I'm going for yeah exactly just from a size point of view yeah and and you've seen teams that just haven't done that well and I think the Knights did it really well and it was Jared Mullen having him back in the side yep. unfortunately you could see on the replay his hamstring sort of bulge when he when he pulled it against the Sharkies and yeah. I, I is think he, is he out again He's out, I think he's definitely out this week, uh, but I'm not too sure. It was a minor hamstring tear. I don't think it, or, or a twinge, maybe. I'm not too sure. 
Uh, I don't think it's a long-term injury. They were actually quite happy with the scans and whatnot. But I, look, I think there's this Sioni Matiutia who's broken his jaw in the Storm game, looked really good in the back row. Yeah. I think there's definitely some some brightness in Newcastle in the yeah, future. for sure, for sure. And they've always got some good juniors coming through. It's a matter of how, how you accelerate them when needed. Yeah. This year, that was a little bit too much acceleration, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't a choice. They just had to do it. Yeah. Who else we got there, Brooksy? Who else is playing in the NRL this year? Manly Warringah Seagulls. Ooh. Slightly south of Newcastle. We, do we have a lot of Manly followers? We probably do have a few. I don't know. I should know. I probably shouldn't be booing them. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> nah, they've been really good recently. They have. I want to ask you a question straight off the top, Brooksy, yes. before, before I forget in my old age. Trent Barrett. Oh. One of your favourite people in the whole world. Yep. Does he have any advantage over, say, another older coach by actually playing against some of these players he's he's coaching against? Because I've always talked about how, you know, he, he actually played with Vave as a teammate. But then I was thinking this week, you know, he would have played against some of the older guys. Yeah. Does, is there an advantage there? Why could he look into a game this week and go to his halfback, hey, look, I remember playing this guy and he's got a real weakness for this and this. Or is it just... Most coaches know what they know. Is there, is there any advantage from playing? Slight advantage. I don't think it would be a massive advantage over the other coaches. I think he's probably been out of the league enough for the players that have played when he was there to have developed a bit more in their game and probably right. evolve into a different player. Right. But it helps when you're looking at tape and you're seeing some of those things that you did see in the past. Yeah. Go, oh, yeah, he is so about that in terms yeah. of his game that... You'll look at that. I think yeah. that's. I think that that's my perspective, and I love I'm not the, Trent Barrett. But love the young coaches, Brooksy. I wish I was Trent Barrett, but <laughs> is that why your hair's spiky today? Yeah, it's it is spiky than usual. Yeah, is that gel you got in there? Yeah, it's it's actually uh, Trent Barrett gel. Okay. Yeah, I got it from him when he was at the Steelers. What year would you say that is? Nineteen ninety-three. I don't know that haircut's ninety-eight. Ninety-eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had the same haircut since nineteen ninety-eight. <laughs> <laughs> that amazing year he had with the Steelers. I haven't left again. <laughs> I haven't let it go. They're going all right, the Eagles. Yeah. And you can't... The Travojevic brothers, you know. Oh, I love them. I love both of them. i got a weird fascination with Tommy. I love watching... <laughs> I, I love Cooper Cronk know no, about this weird not, fascination? It's, it's not Cronk-esque. It's sort of the opposite. <laughs> I love watching him play the faces he pulls when he runs. You you watch when he runs on the weekend. Yeah, he's just so young and gangly. Yeah, <laughs> I'm scared he's going to break every time he touches the ball, like a little I, giraffe. I, like, like I know he's a, he's a tough footballer and he's yeah. he probably like weighs more than I would ever know. Like you know, but he just looks like this little kid to me running around who's had this growth spurt. And I love watching him play. Like he pulls these great faces when he runs. And, yeah, and when he goes in for a tackle, it's like he's scared he's going to get hurt, but he still goes in. He's yeah. all he's all hard. I'm not suggesting he's soft at all. He's an amazingly tough young fella. Jake is wonderful. Yeah. I was saying to you off air, he reminds me of a bit more of an expansive version of Luke Douglas. I love Luke Douglas. Yeah. He's like that, but with a bit more kind of playmaker almost skill. Mm. And they're the evolution of Luke Douglas, like into the modern game. Yeah, maybe. like Luke hasn't changed. No. This is where he like Neil Henry's going, This is you <laughs> and then pointing slightly higher and going, That's where Jake Travojevic is. I, I just I love watching him play yeah. as well and I think that 
if they're not signed for life by Manly, then, you know, we're all just kidding ourselves. This is how the game should be run. Those two guys can only play for Manly yeah. ever. Wouldn't you love to see them both sign million-dollar contracts? So you've got three guys and $3 million, and then Manly just to try and pretty much with nearly uh, nearly half of... Oh, sorry. With pretty much the rest of the four, five million, whatever it ends up being, trying to fill the rest of their first-grade squad. Tafua, come into the office. We'll give you 200000 I think it's going to be inevitable that one of them's going to go in the, in the future. Well, no, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see it both from a brother point of view and also from a club point of view. They've obviously been in the system for a long time. We've been here yeah. around for a long time. It's I'm the same with a lot of you know players of their clubs. You know Valentine Holmes for me. If if he ever leaves, I will be absolutely heartbroken. I just you get you get this affiliation with the player and the club. And, I, and as much as I'd love a Trevojevic in my team, mm. it'd be wrong. Yeah, it's going to be Just hard to there. look through the window of the change rooms every home game, Schnaz, when Val's playing up in Townsville at the new stadium. Particularly, they'll probably put some security around there. Tafua, what are you doing in there? I thought you were a manly player. Oh, you're replacing Val. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just get down off my milk crate now. <laughs> or isn't it your brother's shoulders? <laughs> More, <laughs> or less. More or less. You call him the milk crate. <laughs> The Milkman. I don't know if Davey's a big uh, legal life listener. I'll have to get him onto it. Yeah, you'll have to listen to this one. Yeah. But... He loves he loves, he loves a mention. I've got to put it out there. Davey there you loves go. a mention. There you go. 1452. Tell him. Send him an email. But um, going from a team that's been going quite well recently in Manly to a team that's been just unluggy, the, the Golden Point Warriors. Ah. Three out of the last four games, Schnaz. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to define their season, you would think, no matter where Six they end up. Six points lost. So they could be, what, top four now, probably? They would be in and around the top four. They'd be sniffing somewhere. Yeah, the Warriors are a mystery to me, Brooksy. I don't know whether they're going to win or lose week to week. They're hard to pick. Yeah, I've fallen into that cliched rugby league kind of thought where it's like, oh, the Warriors, how would you know what you're going to get? I used to scoff at that kind of thing. Yeah. Now I think I'm enjoying the party. It's like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to get it. Yeah, Sturlow's a fiend for it. Like, yeah. he's like, oh, don't talk about the Warriors to me. Because he just starts thinking about all the bad, like, years. And that's what you do as you're a commentator or as you're someone that's involved with a team or the league. Those things stick in your head where you've been burnt. Like, oh, I really like the Warriors. I really, oh, Sturlow really likes the Warriors. Now in 2016, he's like, don't even talk to me about the Warriors. Well, I, I think, need them to be in the grand now, final. I think I'm correct in saying he did a bit of coaching work for them uh, from afar. I believe he used to watch a lot of their tape and he was on the on the books. Oh. Possibly, I don't know what year it was, it was a while ago now. That on the books with Sterlow, a new show. Now, do you watch the Sterlow show regularly? Or? I tape it. I don't really watch it. I try and watch it, but there's so much TV okay, gotcha. to watch in such a small amount of time. But I, 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 I'm a regular I now. saw a bit of the one last night. Was it last night or from Wednesday with yeah. the Paraboys in, the, in say, the pub? What did you think? It so just, right. to, just to clarify for all of our listeners who don't watch Sturlo, yeah. uh, every week he has a feature one-on-one interview. In this case, he had a few more than one. He had four yeah. people. Yeah. And they were at Paramount Lee's Club. Yeah. And it was Eric Groth, Brett, Brett Kenny, Kenny, Peter Wynn, Peter Wynn yeah. and Steve Edge. So his grand final mates, like obviously close mates. And it yeah. was it was pretty good viewing actually. A little bit kind of dorky and awkward, but <laughs> but there were some really nice moments. What about what they showed 
Andrew Farrow, who I'd never really liked as a player. Yeah. Former, is he a former Steeler? He was. And the initial co-coach of the merger. So right. he was the Elora coach. As my brother David, second yeah. shout-out, used to always say, Andrew yeah. Farrow, Andrew Farrow, offside his whole career. <laughs> he was never back <laughs> onside. Yeah. Which I can vouch for. Yeah. But that stiff arm in the 86 grand final mm. on the winger was yeah. just... That's a send-off these days. Yeah. He basically just belted this bloke in the head. And the guy tried to... to he played on for a few minutes. They went, no, nah, you can't play on. Mm. And that was back in 86. He was doing laps of the SCG. I just felt so bad for the And still yeah. had a very serious tone when he yeah. was talking about it. It was um, a very Dow grand final, that one. It Four was. Two. It was. But if you, if you get the chance to watch Sterlo, it's a really good show. But that, that is a feature of the one-on-one interviews. And, and I have to say, they do get a bit Parramatta heavy from week yeah. to week. Every, every, like once a month there'll be a Parramatta feature but that's cool yeah. that's cool we love Sterlo because that's been the season though Schnaz it's been all about Parramatta and do you want to talk about the... Parramatta now let's jump into them okay I don't actually have much to talk about Parramatta but no the but thing they, is... they had a they had a disappointing loss last week against the Titans yes people are saying the wheels are finally falling off and I think that's true I think to an extent. they were running on fumes there were so many games that they were playing and you're like, how are they doing it? And it's credit to the playing squad and Brad Arthur, like yeah. the, to get them up every week with what they've had to go through. Yeah, I mean they weren't diabolical last week. They just the Titans were too strong. Yeah, and the Titans had a lot more to play for. Yeah. Um. So there's a lot of talk about player retention for next year. Corey Norman will he go? Will he stay? Jared Haynes still in the mix. Kieran Foran obviously trying to. Yeah. Push him along. It's not official yet. He wants a bit of cashola to leave. Exactly, yeah. What about that? Yeah. I can't work out what to make of Kieran Foran anymore. I thought I knew Kieran Foran very well, but I don't know anything about that guy. But that's not... This is... None of my business. There's so many people in between you hearing that story. Yeah. And it could be more of a litigation thing. Like, Jason Street had to sue Coach Taylor, remember? Street didn't want anything... Well, that was the parents. To do with it. It was the parents. So, who knows? This could be the agent. It could be... It's the whole litigation process. And it's great that I was able to use a Friday Night Lights reference in there, Schnaz. Texas forever. And I think that's it. I don't think people should be going, oh, this is Kieran. Because as in Street's case, it is the people around him. It's the lawyer pushing... I'm not saying that's Kieran. I'm saying, what's become of Kieran? Yeah. You know, the quietly spoken... New Zealand young captain. Yeah. I'm reading he's hanging out in brothels. and I, I, yeah, You're right. It not, it's probably not true. It's, it. You and I have been in a few brothels in our time too, so there's no shame there. I haven't been in a brothel. I've never been in one. I've been in a strip club, but not a brothel. Suddenly the league life got <laughs> M-rated. <laughs> We're clean living people, everyone. We're just having a laugh here. Yeah. Don't take everything so seriously. But, yeah. Para- just like I won't. Yeah. Exactly. But, yeah, Parramatta, I think they're in the sort of night's basket of the future. Finding out who they like, who they want to keep. People talk about the coach still with glowing admiration. So, there's, if you've got a good coach, then that's half your story. Generally, there's an encouragement award given in award shows across sports. So, Coach of the Year, Flanagan, best effort, Brad Arthur. Yeah, the um, who's a random old player, Paul Sirenin. The, the Paul Sirenin Encouragement Award goes to Brad Arthur. 
And everyone would be like, great selection, NRL. And Ciro would be up there in his headband giving the award over to him. Yeah, like the encouragement headband. Or maybe he could play the, the electric headband tape. Around him. Yeah. <laughs> so next up, the Eels, Western Sydney rivals, the Penrith Panthers. Shaz. Yeah, they're almost in the Warriors category for me, but with a bit more hope this year because on their day, they can beat a lot of teams. And on their day was last, last Friday, last Friday against yeah. the Bronx. Yeah, they're good. I watched That's that their game. Best, best game of the season, you reckon? Yeah. From what you've seen? Yeah, and and they lifted for the occasion. Friday night footy, Suncorp, against a team that really needed to win. And then yeah. Brisbane weren't too bad. But Penrith, yeah. They, they were str- they were really good. Merrin, they went on Trent with Merrin it. Trent was yeah. fantastic. Game number 150 has an absolute barnstorming effort. Gets re-signed to 2020. It's You can see he's made the right move, Schnaz. From the Dragons to the Panthers. He wanted to take his game to the next level. He didn't get selected for Origin. And now the Panthers are rewarding him. They go, don't worry about Origin, Trent. You're ripping it up in the NRL. You're going to make my five-year plan be spot on if you can keep this up, get us to the finals and lead us you're talking, to glory. You're talking from the Penrith version of Buddy Garrity right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his, and uh, Merrin's bride-to-be would have been there in her half-dragons, half-panthers cut. Yeah. Cheering him on. I'd love to see her wear a wedding like that, Schnaz, where it's a half-jersey. Yeah. Maybe it's slowly fading towards a Penrith jersey. Like, it's, really? it was 50-50 at the start of the year, but... Who can blame her? The Panthers are the Panthers are doing nicely. I thought what was great from last week, Anthony Griffin. Yeah. Two wins, zero losses against the Broncos this season. Student v teacher. Yeah. I like it. He's he must have been pretty stoked with that. Yeah, and again, someone who hasn't had a trailblazing year just yet, made some decisions here or there which raised the eyebrows, but you know, he took them up there and they won well. So yeah. they'll be looking to cement their place in the top eight. They're in there big, now. So Big game this week against the Warriors over at Mount Smart. It is. Yeah. It is. And I think that they're a good shot at winning that game. Tell us a bit about your... Love. I don't want to say love. You, you're starting to enjoy the play of Nathan Cleary, Schnaz. Yeah, I am. I am. Again, it goes back to... Young guys being given opportunity when they deserve it so, and not yeah. waiting on that. I really respect yeah. a coach who knows when to throw a player in or out of their team. Mm. I support a team where, historically, the current coach, he really likes the senior guys. Yeah. And it's pretty much taken years for young guys to get in there. And then when they've gotten in there, they've been amazing. So whether it's Tyrone Peachy or Michael Alicia at the time or Valentine Holmes, etc., mm. like, I get a great satisfaction out of watching these guys in the lower grades. You get there early, you go week to week, and there's a couple hundred people in the stand watching. And you recognize all these talented guys. Yeah. And then for them to sort of live out their dreams so early in their life, it's just, it's a wonderful thing. And Cleary's just, he's obviously very much like his dad in the way he plays, not as far as like positional play, but the manner and the, the characteristics. He looks exactly like him. And I think he's got a big future. Like, it's it's early days. But for him to come out and control a team like that in this NRL world, which is so fast and physical, it's an awesome sign. Yeah. And I just, I respect that from him. 
And I respect that from the club to allow that to happen because a lot of clubs, not just my own, a lot of clubs would say, no way, man, we're not going to throw in a 18-year-old halfback. Yeah. Not going to happen. Let alone bench a premiership-winning origin halfback for the sake of it. Yeah. And move and been moving, like they've moved on those players. They're in a good position now. It's looking promising. Tamari Martin's coming back into the fold. I think he's starting in the um, Intrust Super Premiership this week. So it's just it's just building for Panthers fans. I think they should be excited. Um, and this week it, it really starts, like where their momentum for the finals really begins. But another Western Sydney team, Schnaz, that is pretty much on the outer of the top eight at the moment, but playing some decent football in spurts as a West Tigers. And they had, to, and we were talking about big decisions made by coaches. I think the inevitable biggest decision of the season happened <laughs> last week with Jason Taylor taking out Robbie Farrar yeah. into the lineup, out of the lineup and basically putting him in reserve grade. It's such a complex storyline. Yeah. And it's and everyone has their opinion on what's yeah. right and wrong and who's right and who's wrong and how it's been done and mm. and I myself am very conflicted about a few things. I the whole world knows that I don't like Robbie Farrow on the field. I said it in preseason. Yeah. I'm sticking by it now. I think he's a very average player. He's had some breakout years. Yeah. But he's an average player on a lot of money. Yeah. And he's a guy who uh has a lot of control at different at at at, at his club specifically, mm. and that for me is not healthy. Yeah. Jason Taylor, historically speaking, as a coach, has the same kind of ego-driven kind of. I'm not going to say agendas, but thoughts and opinions. Like he's 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 not. He's not like the easiest guy to get along with. He seems very abrupt. Like, in he's his decision-making. Yeah, and, uh, and it hasn't come across very well over yeah. the years. Yeah. This year, I think he's had a bit of media training because his last yeah. few press conferences about Robbie have been really good. Yeah. Uh, and he's just spoken the truth. And he's sort of going, oh, okay, I can see your side of, side yeah. of things. So I think the decision is 100% correct. Yeah. But the great thing is for the club is that as, it's, as seen last week, the young players can really just play their own game. So Moses, yeah. Brooks, to a lesser extent, Tedesco, can just go about their business. Mm. And they're all good players, and they yeah. play well together. And I think they're going to push for the eight, Brooksy. Yeah. I would never have thought that at the start of the year. I'm not saying it's because Robbie's not there, and I'm not saying that he can't play rugby league, but I think that just the way they play really, really... I think he stifles their play a little bit. So yeah, I, I'm all with Jason Taylor on this one. They've got an interesting run home. They got Para this week, then home games at Leichhardt and Campbelltown against the Cowboys and Titans, respectively. So two top eight teams, and then they finish it off with the Panthers, the Warriors, and Canberra. So nearly five top eight teams to finish the season. Schnaz, and that's and a big ask. If they get into the finals, they deserve it. They've beaten some really top quality sides in the back end of the season. But again, I think you're looking at a team that's probably going to start to gel over the next month. Yeah. And if they don't win all those games, well, maybe it'll be a thing that leads into next year. And they start the UL. Yeah. And then they can be a contender. It's um, a big call to make now. Like, with it's still, yeah. we've gone through, what, there's still six games to go. So, seven games to go, he's made this decision, right? There's enough can go pear-shaped over the next 
month and a bit to cause a bit of drama for the Tigers. And that's that's the thing for me. Like, I, I don't get me wrong. I don't... It's his call to make as the coach, in my opinion. But he calling it this far out from the back end of the season is going to be huge. Like, well, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be justifying the decision just yet after no. playing the Dragons no. of all teams. R- Robbie but, Robbie has a point that yeah. he talks about his stats and the wins and yeah. losses this year. Yeah, and I think the loss that he suffered in recent times, he was concussed or something. Yeah, so. It's not like Jason Taylor's theory stands up automatically. It's just the things you hear. Like, and again, you, you're, you're very wise in saying don't believe everything you hear. But I've heard enough about Robbie. <laughs> not so much off the field, in inverted commas, but within the club. Mm. I don't know. He's very team Robbie. He said in one of the press conferences, he was saying he was looking at footage and he was analysing the last few games and he... He'd prefer the back the halves to be able to control the game, and he's not going off stats, and he's not going off what well, he's probably using a little bit of stats, sorry, right. But his decisions been yeah. analysing the game yeah. and facets of the game, particularly in attack. Don't get me wrong; I think Robbie Farrow does a hell of a job in defence. Like he makes a lot of tackles, and he's he really controls the middle of the field for them. A few flops, a few flop, loves a flop, but this is where he's coming from analyzing the game and he's the coach at the end of the day yeah you can agree with him and disagree with I mean, him people say want. people say oh he should have been allowed to play at his 250th at Leichhardt it's like mm. well is that going to be more important in years to come or make a top eight keep the sponsors yeah. happy keep the fans happy get in the top eight who knows what can happen mm. if you're in the top eight like dreams can come true okay we haven't seen too many teams go from eighth or whatever to yeah. comp but it doesn't mean you can't yeah so, say, say people saying that he should be able to play his two hundred fiftieth at Leichhardt or wherever, it's a little bit player over club, and that yeah. should never ever be the case. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of two fifties, you two fiftieths. Yeah. Benji Marshall played his two fiftieth game for the Dragons against ah. the Tigers last week. Okay, and again the Dragons went down third straight loss, longest losing streak of the season. Look, I. It seems it's, worse than that. Yeah, you. What you're going to say, Shnaz, about the dragons, I totally agree with. Like, it, you're reading not, my mind, eh? Yeah. Oh, I know where it's going. Well, you're just reading the text from last. I'm week. reading the text from the last three weeks, but yeah, they haven't been been good. They've been possibly the worst team over that three week period yeah. in the competition. They're not scoring nearly enough points. To it's be competitive, just, let alone win a game, Schnaz. There's very minimal attack happening. Yeah. I really get worried by teams. They're not alone at all. But I get worried by teams that, you know, get out of their own half and they get to the, I don't know, 60, 65, even 70 meter line. Yeah. I guess the fifth tackle and it goes straight to the 5 eighth or half and he puts a bomb up. Yeah. I get really... And, and when I mean that, I mean do it repetitively. Mm. I get really worried about that. And that, to me, represents your team in a moment... Yeah really stood out for me was I think around might have been 10 minutes before half time 10 minutes yeah. after you're winning 8-4 playing okay you're on the, maybe the 60 65 meter line Benji has a grubber finds yeah. 10 meters goes to touch I don't understand that yeah. and, and, and I think that summed up not so much him but just the entire team in attack and I guess lack of confidence 
I guess the, def- the defense is okay, yeah. but it, but it can't be that good if you're not winning games. So. No, it's, it hasn't been good recently. There's been some, like the um, Tedesco try just up the middle. I remember Mitch Rain just went really high. It's just it's just poor decision making from the players as well. Like there's been a lot of talk about Mary and Douse and what's going on off the field, but there has to be a few players like put their hand. Has to be a few players put their hand up about how the team's going. Yeah, there's been and. Yeah, we, we, we joke about, on this show, about our Stouse and that kind of yeah. thing. Fail Mary, Crook Brooks. But, and I'm not, I, I, I actually yeah. do think at least one of those two people probably should be moved on just because, you know, a change yeah. is good. But you're right. Like, players have to be accountable. Mm. At the same time, I can see where some people, not all yeah. people, but some people are critical because... You know who are the people picking these players and buying them and yeah. letting others go and you know everyone has a responsibility within the club from the office to the ball boy to the guys playing the game. Mm. So there's not one level of people I want to blame at St George Illawarra. I think at the moment there's not a lot of strength in a lot of the departments. Yeah, so to speak. I honestly, after analysing the last few months and and going over it ad nauseum. I think the way to go, and it's the the way to go, is for to settle the ownership. Gordon from Win, if he's wanting to buy the club, they need or buy a majority ownership of the club or whatever percentage it is, that needs to happen first and foremost, because the Dragons seem like they're very much struggling in terms of financials they've got loans outstanding loans with the nrl yeah they're not making a profit they can't just be offloading a ceo and offloading a coach when they're in this financial situation it's only going to make the situation worse in my opinion so what they need to go do is to get the new owner in then he can decide and and the board can decide once he comes in where they go do they want to keep doust and mary or do they want to go for a new direction? Do they want to keep Mary and offload Doust? That would be my path. I think Doust needs to to eventually move on. He's been there 16 years, Schnaz. It's a long time. He won a title in 2010. He's still yeah. wearing that championship t- shirt around sure. when he's at the gym and on sure. the treadmill. Sure. So, so I've heard from uh, what, his local gym. But what's what's Mary's situation as far as coaching and how long has he been signed for? So we... Gave him extension after last season, I believe, for two years. So until the so end of next year. Next year, yes. Because and so he's going to be looking for an. He he's going to want to decide his future, early next year. You'd think. Yes. Which is fair enough. Mm. So. And if the new ownership comes in and there's money to allocate towards coaching staff, sure, go after the best coach that's available. But I think what he when he signed up with the Dragons was. And and we talked about this with Flano at the Sharks. Like he went out and rebuilt the gym for the yeah. Dragons. That's uh, a situation that he was coming into. No one's suggesting he hasn't put everything into it. Yeah, and he's a, obviously a dragon at heart, so yeah. to speak. And is that the problem? A lot of people say that's a problem. I I don't think it's a problem in his case, but yeah. I think it's a general problem with yeah. your club. Yeah. But or well, I guess I'm getting at say you win half of your next games this year yeah, and finish 8th, ninth, 10th, whatever. If not higher, but say you finish yeah. ninth, 
and then he wants a contract sorted out for the year after next, it's got to be, what, at least two years, you'd think. Yeah. Do you keep doing that when you're financially not going great? Do you keep giving money to a guy who, at the moment, is bringing in some average results? Yeah. Because that's what it's driven on. It's a, it's a result, results-driven business. It's not, he might be a great bloke, and he might be good with the juniors, but it's yeah. like, well, you haven't been competitive for a while. Yeah. I know we were going to only stop on teams for so long, Schnaz, but you got to think about, like, with teams in general in the league, like, if you're not in a good financial situation, you've got to start thinking about, let's not sign the big names. Let's sign the smaller players and turn a profit. Like, get the young guy. And that's what they did. That's what they've been doing the last few years. But, yeah, there has been some... At some point, you have to... There's been some... Albatross contracts there, like Dukes and, and in terms of season, man, yeah. um, Benji. Benji. Yeah. So, like, but those guys haven't really performed in terms of what their value is. I can tell you at Cronulla, Brooksy, yeah. that Shane Flanagan was given the job because he was next in line and, yeah. and, and they liked him. Mm. And he obviously wasn't asking for a lot of money. Similar to Mary. He, he yeah. was the assistant coach to yeah. Steve Price. And then they re-signed yep. him again, mm. obviously for... Bigger money, but nothing yep. crazy. Mm. And then it wasn't until the club was in a financial position, plus he had more results on board, probably yep. after 2013 season. And it was, in fact, during his hiatus from the game, yep. when his name was, you know, rightfully, wrongfully, whatever, being dragged yep. through the mud, he actually signed his great contract now. Yeah. So it's a similar kind of spiral for the Dragons that their little brothers went through. But I just... Yeah you're going to have to start seeing some of those changes soon. Otherwise, it's just going to be, in his case, plus the players, whatever, re-signing these guys, but still yeah. sort of sticking in that kind of, you know, ninth, tenth position. Yeah. So, and th- and you need some results in the next year. And looking at the Sharks, like, the thing for me is when Lyle Gorman stepped in, and I'm not saying he has been the guy that's led them there, but yeah. he's been the right person to have in the situation and for the Sharkies and I think Doust is probably not the right person to have from his previous liaisons with fans and the media and and that's what I think there needs to be a new yeah. person he, at the helm just, at the He's Dragons. doing things the way he does them mm. and because how much are they paying him? If he's been there 16 years, yeah. you can't... He's on you, good we're money. not hearing on, some, on him losing, oh, guys, I'm taking a hit because no, no, the club's he, taking a hit. He, he he gets good money, and I, yeah. I have no idea about his actual role day-to-day. Like, we I don't can know if only got, assume. He might have assistance. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. He might just do it all himself. Mm. Um, but I've seen firsthand this year that having the right guy there, the right person yeah. there... Uh, you're looking at a club now that, okay, they're on a winning streak, but in all seriousness, merchandise sold out and yeah. and games being sold out and yeah. scalpers scalpers on the on the street. I got yeah. spare sharks. Like I was like, <laughs> what's going on here? You know? That's so, where you want your club to be at. Yeah. Not people walking out with uh yeah. thirty minutes to go. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see where that's at. Yeah, but great news, Matt Dufty re-signed. Yes, no, small victories, Schnaz, yeah, small yeah. victories. Yeah. Two more years, So, which is great news. All right. Are you going to have a sign saying up the duft? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Gotcha.
The Storm. Oof, good team. The Storms, as people hate them being called. Very good team, like Brooksy. Yeah. They are a team that just go about their business and they do what they do. They do it well and they're a uh, proper contender for this year. They're going to go so far, it's scary. And yeah. and you've seen their youth come along and you know some of the young guys are as important, almost as important as you know your Cronks and your Smiths. And as you said to me off air, stealing a bit of your limelight, they're keeping other teams honest. Mm. They, they're, they're keeping teams above them in the position where they have to keep winning. Otherwise, they're just going to rise above them. So yeah. I think come finals time, you don't want to play them down in Melbourne. Ooh. No. So, yeah, they they won their fourth straight against the Roosters. They've, they've had a similar thing to you guys, Schnaz. They played the Roosters and the Knights in their last two games, whereas you, you've played the... Roosters and then the Knights. So, great, great draw for the two teams. But what I, what I think you guys, the Sharks fans in future seasons will look back at the Storm and go, you know what, thanks for pushing us. Thanks for pushing us to this record streak. Because you look at the games that they've played and if it wasn't for that Dragons game, they would have a, a nice streak of their own. Their last loss before the Dragons one was round six against the Bulldogs. So now, not being smart here, that was a origin affected game, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And oh, so we that, were. That's we why. Were like, no, no, it's not about that. But that's why you. the comp is a joke because yeah. why should they be punished anyway? Yeah, exactly. Why should so they why should have the a, Broncos get hammered forty eight to six and us get a cheeky twenty ten win because all their players are out? But yeah, it, it the draw is a draw. That is. A thing in itself but yeah it's great to see the storm pushing the sharkies and you can look at the ladder now they're they're six and eight points clear of third from the cowboys yeah. so i think we've got our top two barring Possibly. some sort of Possibly. capitulation from one of those two teams which i don't doubt will happen because they're so solid yeah so melbourne I think we're going to see a great game in round 26 eventually. And it'll be interesting what the scenario is. Like, will one of the teams need to win to to win the minor premiership? Will will they both be level and it's about four and against? And, and, and the Sharks, I think, about 30 behind them in four and against yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Will, they, will one team need to score, you know, mm. that extra try to get the minor premiership or extra point, field goal, keep a yeah. crunk, field goal, you know? Um, or will it mean very little? Will it already be sewn up? Will the coaches even care? That will will they rest the player? I don't know. There's a lot yeah. of questions around that last game, which you can see exclusively on Fox Sports. Oh, jeez, nice plug. And their their final six are Cowboys away, Bunnies at home, Canberra and Manly away, and then they finish with those two home games with the Broncos and, as you mentioned, Cronulla. It's not overly easy, is it? No, it's not. Yeah. I think I think it's going to be it, it, if they can win the next few and it leading into the Cronulla game it's going to set up an amazing final round. Yeah. I also wonder Brooksy what it'll mean because the coaches will be saying things like well we want to win this game of course but it's all about the finals, you know yeah. what I mean? So whoever wins, wins round 26 it's mm. cool but yeah. you would Rather win week twenty eight or whatever it is. <laughs> exactly. So. We'll, we'll get that get that first round. Uh, get the second round by second week by. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Win your home game in that first week of the finals. Oh yeah. 
And as we touched on, they're playing the Cowboys this week up in Townsville. No JT, but the Cowboys were awesome last week against the Bulldoggies. Oh, were they what? Put on some points. Held them to zero. Yeah. When, the Cowboys, when? you think, are they the team outside you and the Storm that you're concerned about? Yeah, I think so. You particularly, have to particularly if you're playing them up there. But but you look, just look at Thurston and he's just... Look, I don't think he's the greatest player of all time, but, geez, bloody good. <laughs> like, he's just... Yeah. He's a class above... When he when he clicks, he's a class above anyone on that field, even you Cooper Cronks and whoever else. And that's a scary proposition. If he wants to win the game, he probably can. And good luck to him. He's one of a generation. and mm. um, So, yes, to answer your question, they are a little bit of a worry. Yeah. Because that's going to be interesting because the Cowboys, I look, they're only one point ahead of uh, Canberra and two ahead of Canterbury and they've got JT out in the next few weeks. But they're going to be one of those first week teams. Let's say, you know, either Cronulla or Melbourne get them week one or they have a home final as the fifth ranked team. Let's say they drop down that far, which which could happen. Right. They're gonna, you don't want to go up to Townsville. Or you don't want them coming to you in the first week of the finals. Like, they're just... Well, one I guess of those if you had a choice, you'd make your choice, but... Yeah. Um, and they've got this whole back-to-back thing going on. Like, yeah. no one's done it since yeah. the Broncos. People, Brooksy, as I've, I've told you in weeks gone by, people stop me now all the time talking about Sharks, and I love it. It's wonderful. Yeah. And one of the questions I do get is, who don't you want to play, or slash yeah. who do you want to yeah. play in the finals? Mm. I just shrug my shoulders. I, I don't really have an answer because, okay, if you pick the weak point at the moment, you'd say, oh, well, I'll take the Broncos at home. Mm. Well, what if what if Milford decides he wants to win? Yeah. You know. Like what we, happened to us in 09 where we thumped Parramatta yeah. in the last game of the season and Play then Jared Hayne decided to rock up and we went loss-loss and they w- they went from eighth to the grand final. Exactly. That's I, what I, can happen. It's, it's such a strange... Yeah competition in the NRL it's so long that you know people are probably right the Sharks could win 20 in a row and then bow out with however many losses it's just yeah. it's, it's it's not unheard of so um, the finals is another it's another competition I, I do yeah. believe that you yeah. know as cliched as that is so if you if you're in the top four slash top two you're doing really well yeah and then you have a slight advantage whether it be a week off or a home final, yep, or two home finals, but there have been upsets in the years gone by, so it's mm. there is no givens in this competition, which is for a guy like me who's you know praying every night for a premiership, it's it's a worry. Yeah, and so the next two weeks they won't have JT there. It's going to be an opportunity for those other combinations to click. Like you're going to probably see a bit more Michael Morgan, a bit more of Lockie Coote coming in from fullback. And and that's what they need. These are going to be those options that they need to hit, like we watched in the grand final, that they needed to chase that game. And it wasn't just give the ball to Thurston as such. They need those other players to chime in. And yeah, that's without what, Michael Morgan, they're not winning that game. Even Cole Felt. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like there was, a, you know, Tal Malolo, who's been amazing this year. And it's it's up to the forwards to lay that platform because they don't have JT there. They need to be closer to the attacking zone so they can put in whatever yeah, kick. So when they have Lachlan Coote mm. and Michael Morgan and 
who's who's the backup? Is it is it um uh, Ray Thompson starting? He's pretty week. good. Like yeah. he's he's a good player. Mm. I watched him a bit this yeah. year, and he's he's a good player. So yeah. I think when they had, you know, for example, someone like Robert Louis come in, mm. I'd be like, eh, don't really not really phased by him. Yeah, but a guy like Thompson, he's he's got a bit of something to him, and and in a well coached team and surrounded by superstars, yeah. you're getting a lift. Yeah, exactly. He's been there for the duration of his um, time in the NRL, yeah. and he's played with all these players. Like he's, he's, I remember he was playing hooker, so he's sort of been learning from Aaron Payne. And then you've seen him in the halves. He's obviously had JT, and 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 obviously growing up with Michael Morgan as well. Like the, he's been embedded in that club, and that's where you want someone like that coming in in these situations because. They're not going to come in and go, "Hey guys, I've got this new idea." They're going to be, they're going to be part of the system. Yeah, part of the system. They yeah. know what clicks. They know what works, and that's going to benefit Morgan and Coote in that situation. Having a halfback like that, I think that the clubs. I mean, I'm sure people listen to this and get sick and tired of me talking about the Sharks. Mm. The Sharks don't have amazing. Imagine what depth. they think when they listen to the Shark Cashners. <laughs> Boom tish. <laughs> They don't have amazing depth, yeah. but the guys that come in are pretty good, and they're part of the, an actual system. Yeah, not every. I mean, every NRL real club will sit you down, yeah. and their CEO and coach will tell you they have systems. Yeah, because that's a buzzword. Mm. System, buzz. Buzzword. Ooh. Ooh. It's like what was buzz? It's like my again? my ears are buzzing about something. <laughs> Something's going on out there in the world, isn't it? Uh-huh. Um, but I look at other clubs, and they don't seem to have these systems because you know someone comes in and it's just not the same. Yeah. But a team like the Cowboys, mm. under a really great league mind like Paul Green, plus his assistant, you can tell they've got it going on. And with JT pretty much running the show, mm. he's such a great teacher. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Cowboys can get a victory. I don't know who to tip in that one. I would yeah. probably lean towards Melbourne. Yeah. But it's not like in days gone by when JT's not there, they don't win. That's That's just out the window. Do you want my Cowboys flag this week, Schnaz? I'm good, thanks. Okay, no worries. Because, you know, they're playing the Storm. They're your second team for the week. Uh, yeah, 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 I'll take it. Yeah, Leave yeah. it on your way out. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah, they played the Bulldogs last week. The Bulldogs. Yeah. Weren't they terrible? <laughs> they were terrible. Well, they, you know, we've been to- I've been talking about them being the best pack. They yeah. got absolutely destroyed by the Cowboys last week. I, You know, people who listen to the show regularly, which mm. we appreciate, they... They know that I'm at a loss with this team, and I have been yeah. for a few years now. You love hammering them when they're down. No, no, no. I'm not going to hammer them. Okay, I, I just, enough. I just tapping them. I mean, their forwards are great. Yeah, and they they do a fantastic job. And my belief is that the spine of that team is a little bit weak in a sense. So you have Will Hopewadi, who's a really great player, and you have is he a top five fullback? No, but as a player, like he yeah, can yeah, play. You like, he's got yeah. skill. And yep. He's represented and done all that stuff. Yep. You got Joshy Reynolds, who, yeah, love, hate. Well, it's no love, but, you know, <laughs> I will say he has some attributes. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not a fan, but, you know, his urgency and his passion and, you know, his, his, his kick chase. Like, he's like a little dog running around there, literally. Like, he's, mm. he's got some, <laughs> he's got some strengths, but I don't think he's a five eighth. Um, Marcus Mbai, who's probably the most talented of the spine, he's very much, for me, more of a sparky kind of player, individual sort of playmate. Or not even playmaker, an individual player. And you have Leisha, who, you know, historically I'm a fan of, but he's just, 
hasn't been allowed to play his game. So he's pretty much a catch and pass man at the moment. So you don't really have anyone directing the team around, mm. which is my long and laboured point. And most successful clubs this year, they've got at least one, if not two, guys really steering the ship. For me, I look at the dogs, and they're a bit, they're a bit rudderless. And the forwards, you know, like I mean, J- James is Graham. the leadership in the forwards, James Graham. So that's is wonderful. That, is that what you? you that's think? wonderful. Yeah, 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 like he's great. Yeah, and and a lot of their pack is really good, and the bench guys are really good, and that's their strength. But you need more than that to win games week in week out and yeah. the forwards as we saw last week the forwards can't do it every week they're going to have yeah. an off off game mm. and when they have an off game they need the backs and the halves to step up Yeah, and you know they've got the Morris brothers and all the, you know it's not like they haven't got guys who can't play out wide etc etc I yeah. just think that at the moment and for a little while now they're missing a playmaker a, yeah. a guy that will set up things and do things and they've got guys who do that but they don't do it very well is what I'm saying it was funny, like, the last few weeks prior to the Cowboys, I noticed the Cassiano-T-Rex combination off the bench has been good. T-Rex doesn't play against the Cowboys and they get owned. Like, there was that, you know, that that second half of the first half. So, you, you're 20 to 40-minute mark in the game. The Bulldogs, supposedly, statistically, hopefully you can help me out here, Shnaz, maybe not, are one of the best teams in terms of points differential or scoring points, from what I've heard from the last few weeks. Right. And so they didn't have T-Rex there. In a part of the game that was, it was sort of teetering on the edge for the Bulldogs, and they couldn't capitalise in that section, and it went downhill, finishing up in a 36 to nil loss. So is that bench important for the Bulldogs in terms of, because Graham and Tolman do play a lot of minutes, maybe they were missing that spark from T-Rex to take a lot of that. I'm not saying he was the only reason why they lost by 36, yeah. but it's changing up what was be- what's been working so well in recent weeks. And it could be a contributing factor. But again, I don't really want to be relying on T-Rex for yeah. my season to be going ahead. You or know? just having someone solid off the bench to, to partner with Cassiano to mm. do that. Because if Cassiano's not having that, have, doing those bullocking runs and having that barnstorming... Um, effect off the bench in the game, then they've but just got a bunch of tired guys out there running around I guess I'm saying sixty to eighty minutes. I guess I'm saying that in most good teams this year, there's one to two guys who do that job in the one, six, seven or nine jump. Yeah. And for me, these guys aren't doing it. Yeah. And to rely on, for example, a T Rex or a Cassiano. Yeah. They probably can't do it week in, week out. Whereas if you play in those other positions, the key positions, it's your job to be that kind yeah. of, you know, regularly doing that job week in, week out. That's, mm. you know, you, you've got this important position. The 5'8 for the Bulldogs, come on. Yeah. You know, I'm Terry Lamb. Yeah. So I think that's an issue for him. I really do. And yeah. did you know T-Rex is off contract and that your team is talking to him? Of course, we're talking to everyone. We're talking to anyone with a surname starting with A through to the Z's, supposedly. Hey, is that Peter Doust at my door? <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Don't let him in. I won't. Doust out. Out Doust. <laughs> Whatever it is. So you're so rattled yeah. by the... by The, 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 the way you, your year's going, you can't even utter the words Oust Doust, which in years gone by you had. You had the yeah. sign and everything. Oust yeah. Doust. Everything. 
How does he feel? He's up there in his chairman's box and he's doing his all for the club. I brought so, a championship here in 2010. I'm smart. <laughs> like on the on the hill. Yeah. We can barely spell. But he's added out the words, Aus Dust, on a big sign for all the world to see. Yeah. You know who he's not? He's not the GST man. He's a good fellow who goes to every game, GST. Oh, Dusty. Get out. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, let's go up to the Gold Coast, Naz. Okay, this podcast yeah. is over. You packed your bag? No. Okay. Don't worry. You won't need it. You're just going to be out for 48 hours straight. No, the Titans. They're going okay. Oh, going okay. Going good. Who would have thought that we're at the back end of the year and out of the Titans and the Broncos... That the Titans would be one looking more like finals material than the Broncos. Probably no one. Not absolutely no one. But if people go listen to our previews, they know that we gave them some sort of chance to do something. Mm. And they're living up to it. Neil Henry's a great coach. They've got a pretty good roster. Um, guys like Ash, Ash Taylor playing out of their skin. Tyrone Roberts. Yeah. It's been great. Fantastic. Great signing. So... I think that they're going to trouble a few teams leading into the finals and then in the final. I've got them. I've got them in the eight. So they're they're a team that would love the finals. You know, they, they can yep. play Dow football really well. They can complete their sets. They can make their tackles. They don't have a problem scoring points. Yep. They're probably just the way they go about it. It's a bit sort of traditional, shall we say? But. Mm. Um, I don't know if they can go on a run in the finals, but I think that they can definitely match it with a lot of teams. Yeah. Particularly, say, week one, if they play at home and they get to live for another week. Yeah. And they get a bit of a sniff. Um, you know, as much as they're derided, guys like Greg Bird, they they love that that higher level of a game. So they mm. would lift for the occasion. So definitely, you know, still the chance of doing something this year, I think. Next few weeks is key for them. They've got Cronulla and Warriors at home and then the Tigers away leading into a match against the Knights. So if they can take probably two wins out of that... They could win four, the way they're going. Yeah, and you you include the Knights. Yeah, definitely. They they would probably be aiming for three of those four, taking each game at a a time, but... They're a real shot. They're a real shot this Monday. If they beat you guys... They're a real shot. they'll, They'll roll. They'll go on a yeah. roll. Yeah, you're right. I think. You're they, right, because that would lift their confidence a bit. And I definitely think they'll they'll be at home against the Warriors. They'll they'll travel down to the Tigers, and they should take care of the Knights. And then they've got Penrith and the Cowboys to finish the season. So, it, I, I, you can't... You've got to say that they're in with a chance. When you're looking at teams like... Well, the Tigers game is going to be huge, because if the Tigers start winning a couple, then that could push them into the finals push them into finals consideration but yeah like the way they're playing you can't knock them they've been they've no. been very good they're not too bad to watch actually yeah I, like they I play, was quite they impressed play, with them against the Dragons they play a bit dour but it's not ugly and it's not mm. it's not a bad sort of style of playing and, and yeah I mean it's a surprise like you said it's a big surprise yeah, they they knocked over the Dragons and and Para by twenty point margins. Yeah. Like they're playing good football. They're scoring yeah. good uh, good amount of points. Yeah. Going from them to a team that haven't been doing too well this season, Schnaz playing pretty much under what we thought they would do is the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Mm. Now five and thirteen. 
It's it's been good, a terrible, it? terrible run for the bunnies. <sighs> they they're, they're they're that's something, something going on there. Yeah. You can blame injuries and everything else, but to go from a premiership to that within two years, it's a bit of a bit of a bad stench there. Seven game losing streak. Yeah. And, and, last and one by, by a few points, yeah. Back in May against the Dragons. Yeah. When I was away. Yeah. Yeah. So I I've You came home and they started losing. <laughs> yeah. They played the Vegas Dragons Brooks. and they got around. <laughs> they got absolutely rattled. Um, but yeah, they yeah, the last few games. Well, they they were in with a sniff against Manly last week. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they were dudded on that call. Yeah. And you still think it's so? The rules state that you have to regain possession once it, you lose yeah, control of it. Yeah. I mean, if that's what the rules state, then maybe they weren't dudded. But I think that yeah, in the off season, maybe not now, but in the off season, there needs to be something happening with the with the rule book and with the way things are doing. I, I don't. Have a problem with the bunker, Brooksy? Everyone's blowing up at the bunker. Yeah, I've probably got a problem with the way they do it and the people who are doing it. Yeah, and, and the processes because mm. if you and I sit there with two million dollars worth of technology, yeah, and do it our way, mm. I can assure you and the whole world will get it right. Yeah, we'll do it right. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But the and and <laughs> these guys know about the rules. They know about refereeing. They're all referees. Yeah, there is somewhere from the top down to when they hit the button that's getting done in the wrong process and that's my frustration with it there was another try last night where by the letter of the law maybe the broncos fella did a double movement but gee you look at it a million times we had andrew voss walking out on his commentary box (laughs) so i mean it takes a lot for him to turn his back on the game of rugby league yeah exactly and and he's not the sort of guy that's going to pick on referees yeah so when he's going off his tree you know there's an issue and when i'm tweeting about it you know there's an issue and when you're tweeting in general, something must be happening. Yeah, I had to remember my password. Brooks23. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, they were dudded, but at the same time, you know, Manly did enough to win that game. South Sydney, they're going to look forward to the off-season. Yeah, definitely. They really are. Onward yeah. and upward next year. Banged up. Banged abroad. Banged up abroad as well. Origin was... Like, see, GI, this... Uh, anyway, I I don't want to go into it. Daz's Rabbitohs podcast goes yes. into it on a regular basis. Yes. But I there's some youngsters and some guys that have been somewhat established in the team that they can really build around. Sam Burgess has been still really good for them. Yeah, he's had a few errors here and there, but he's he's been the one, I guess, shining light in the forwards for them. And that's where I think they've really weakened in the last few seasons, the forward pack. They just haven't... They've lost a few guys. And... That's, that's not, the been the problem for me. They've had, they've had a few guys come into that forward pack and injuries and. They're a team that also the is too. There. They're too structured, Brooksy, and I'm sure the coach likes that. But yeah. what I was talking about before, probably with your guys, they're a bit too five up the middle and put the bomb up. Yeah, come on. Yeah, come on. You're not winning games that way. Try something else. The guys like Cody Walker who are outstanding, yeah. and 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 their whole game is about attack. Yeah, so let them play. Like, yeah. seriously, let them play. Once they have an off-season, you know, Cody being at fullback, GI back in the centres or 5'8", or whatever they want to do to replace Kiri's situation, they'll be able to work out some combinations and, and, and move forward. And Brooksy, crowds are down. You look at the oh. the South Manly game at the SFS. Yeah. 
Then last night the Broncos Roosters gave me SFS. Yeah. I mean the the crowds they're putting up are inflated. That's a Monday and a Thursday shows too. Yeah, which is that's right. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but gee, we got to do better than that. I think. Do you like? I like the idea of, for TV purposes, having a game on a Thursday night and a Monday night because. Your Thursday's a good, got a good feel to it. I like it. It's I prefer it to a Friday because you see that the weekend is ahead. Whereas Friday, you're like, shit, here's the weekend right now. I feel Mondays and Wednesdays, and no one really does. No one really does much work on a Friday, so it's great to have a game on a Thursday and Monday for the opposite. You've just started at work. You come home. You're like, oh, there's some rugby league on. How good is that? But you don't have a job. No, this is I'm talking for the masses here, not me. Uh, but I think they've got to look ahead and and go. We need to <laughs> we need to do something about these Thursday and Monday games because not well, many people are going to turn up. They're scrapping the Mondays. Yeah, exactly. So they're going to Thurs hard on Thursdays, aren't they? Yeah. Next year, yeah, which is going to be a problem because yeah. we're going to. This isn't people aren't going to be like oh. Let's now do Thursdays because Mondays aren't there. <laughs> I was thinking last night watching it on my own. I was thinking, mm. without being smart, I was thinking, imagine if, for example, this yeah. Roosters game, I'm not mm. picking the Roosters, if this was played at, for example, Henson Park. Okay, yeah. you got to bring in some lights, whatever else you got to do. Mm. But put them in a smaller ground yeah. and make it, you know, it's retro round. Okay, I know I'm living a fantasy here. We yeah. probably can't have televised games at Henson. I get that. Mm. But, I don't know, North Sydney Oval, something, just spice it up a little yeah. bit. Because you know, okay, fair enough, you probably didn't know the Roosters were going to have a bad year. Yeah. And everyone loves a winning team. My team's an example of that. Mm. But, uh, the crowds for the last two games, the SFS in particular, in mm. the city, in the middle of our beautiful city yeah it's been diabolical yeah like the manly souths game mate there, w- there wouldn't have been more than three thousand people there yeah i think they advertised eight but yeah it's it's just a bad look and and i it's know it's winter, tv versus it's cold it's, yeah it's yeah, a winter sport so many things. It's, it's a winter sport if it's cricket it's great to be out on a thursday night after work watching 2020 so you're saying we play footy in the summer but is what you're saying yeah let's move the summer, summer league yeah and then the a league can come back to the winter they don't no one know. will go to those games. I don't know. I think that's it for Team Schnaz. Oh, wait a second. The Raiders. How can we forget the Raiders? I don't know. It's pretty easy to forget. They're in the top four. Oh, they're in the top four. Yeah, why are we forgetting them? They're Ricky going, Stewart. So, yeah, they're just outside, they're outside of Sydney. They're going well. They're going well. They're, they're probably not winning games the way they want to be, but they're in the top four, and you can't argue with that. Yeah, they've had a nice little run in recent weeks and, you know, they capitalised against the Warriors last week, scoring at the death. And they've now, because of of what's happened above them and below them, they've got a nice little position going on in the top four. Mm. How is this for a stat, Schnaz? I know nothing about stats. Jared Croker. He's nearly got 200 points for the season. That's amazing, eh? Like, he's he's just... My my boy, Jared Croker, continues to just kill it. Why is he your boy? Because I keep talking about him not making Origin. <laughs> That's Remember? right. The last few weeks. That's right. 
Yeah, he's just been phenomenal form in terms of scoring points. And I think he's got, what, 38 points less than the Dragons this year? Yeah, I saw that little message going around the world. Yeah. Yeah. I Like 20-odd <laughs> less than the Knights. It's a good effort. Do you it's think he can... Do you think you can catch one of those two teams? Yes. You think you can? Yes. You. <laughs> the way they're both going, I, I do think so. So the Dragons have 239. The Knights have 225. And Jared Croker's got 198. Well, I so don't know what... 27 behind the Knights. I don't know what Jared's averaging per game these days. But the Knights and the Dragons are 15th and 16th or worst... Obviously, worst attacking points per game. Yeah, and there, it couldn't be more than I don't know what it, what it would be like twelve points or something. They're yeah. averaging. I don't know. The, it's thirteen because this is great because last night on the footy show, I think it was, it was in Paul Crawley's article today. He was like, "Oh, the this is the big man. The Dragons have scored only thir- average thirteen points a game. They're terrible to watch. That's only two tries and a field goal." And I was like, "No, that's nine points, big man. You're not including the." <laughs> Conversion. Okay, so they're averaging 13 points yeah. a game. He's got to be close to that now, himself, if not more. Yeah, how how many games have we had? Yeah, not, no, he's just over 10. Like it's Okay, so he's on... They've played so, 19 games. To so say right? he's on 10 points, Yeah, one more goal, <laughs> he's getting close every game. They score one more try and he converts it. Yeah. Let alone if he scores a try. They played 18 games, Schnaz. So he's, he's around the 11-point mark. We're just getting into technicality. Yeah, yeah anyway. The, the point wow, is, there's a real this chance. Is, this is just a small sample size of what happens in the Fox Sports Lab on a week-to-week basis. Yes. No calculators. No calculators. No fact-checking. We don't fact-check you. <laughs> but That's yeah, the Raiders, it, it'd be great if they got in the top four, Schnaz. Why? Finish Why would it be great? In the top four. Because I'm sick of seeing the same sort of teams in there every year. It's great to see you guys in there. Melbourne Storm and the Broncos and the Cowboys. <laughs> and there's, a, there's a theme there. It's there all Queensland-based players. Yeah, I got those. you. I got you. Yeah. But, yeah, it would be great. It would see. be. Traditionally, we're in retro round, the yeah. 80s. Yeah, absolutely. They it's should. cold as. I want to see the Raiders, like, really, you know, use this cold weather that we're having down here in the southern part of Australia to their advantage. And have a possibly a home final in week two, maybe even week one. If oh no, they can't because they they'd have to drop down to fifth or sixth, which they could. Which they could. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. So I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it. Remember when Croker back in the day? I think it was 2010 where he missed that goal against the Tigers. I do. And I think he's thinking about that going. You give me that shot again. Bit like Uncle Rico in. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite, if he got put into the game. Or Blair Walsh in 2017. <laughs> well, 16. Oh, by the time we get to the playoffs. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw him interviewed today. The, the training camp to start up the NFL. And the Vikings always um, go to a place called Mankato in Mini, in Minnesota. And they interview all the stars coming in. They interview yeah. Blair Walsh. Yeah. And so, Blair, you know, what's your aim for this training training camp? And, you know, and he said, I just want to be as consistent as I can be. And the entire Viking nation said, yes, that would be fantastic. <laughs> be as consistent as you can be. Maybe get the ones from in front for starters. Yeah, exactly. Start from in front. Yes. But yeah, like, that was a cold day up there, Schnaz. So it was the coldest day. Who knows? You could see maybe one of those teams coming into Canberra, one of those kickers. Ooh. Having a bit of a Blair Walsh moment. Hope it's not Jimmy Maloney. <laughs> oh, no, wait. He's going to be at a wedding. He's not going to play. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not that week. 
<laughs> anyway, anyway, well, we're slowly releasing this uh, rumor out, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Given given the people bits and pieces as we we've go got a few shark sounds listen to us. Yeah, and exactly. they'll be going up to Newman, going Newman. What's this about a wedding in October? And he'll be like, I don't know, mate. Yeah. What are you talking about? What's Shanaz telling you? Yeah, don't. Oh, it's it's great. Anyway, that's it, Shanaz. We've gone through the teams. Done a good job. Any thoughts? Oh, good luck with the edit. I've given you all my thoughts, <laughs> haven't I? Given you all my thoughts. There might be, yeah. There's, it's been good to go through and and get back to where we're at in terms of the NRL. There's some big games this week. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing the Dragons lose to the Bulldogs and the Warriors Panthers game should be good. It will uh, give us a good indication of where those two teams are at. Brooksy, we're on social media. Where yeah. are we? At League Life NRL in numerous spots, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can also find us on Facebook under The League Life with Brooksy and Schnaz. Our podcast is on Stitcher, iTunes, and SoundCloud. You can find all our old episodes and our team previews at the SoundCloud site, which is soundcloud.com forward slash League Life NRL. People can go back and listen to our thoughts from earlier in the year, what was yeah. it, like February. So there's a playlist with our team previews from... And they can listen and go, oh, they were right there, they were really wrong there. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, it sounds like good entertainment for the whole family. Exactly. It's yeah. all G-rated, I think, or at least PG-rated. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely PG. Uh, today's might be borderline with the <laughs> with the brothel talk, but... Oh, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see what iTunes says. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Shnaz, thanks for having me again. Thanks for being had. I'm going to be obviously working pretty solid over the next three weeks, but we will endeavour to do podcasts. Absolutely. And I implore you all, listeners, to listen to... Oh, sorry, listen. Watch In Rio Today on Channel 7, 7 p.m. every night during the Olympics. It's a show I'm working on. You'll get some nice stats and info and good storylines from our athletes and athletes from other countries. Did you know there's a Olympic refugee team in the Olympics this year, Shnaz? Well, I need more information than that. So it's so it's competitors from all around the world, from uh, war-torn countries, yeah. representing a refugee team in the Olympics. So they're not ac- actually representing their countries so as you such. you've got like a whole bunch of countries and you have a team. Yeah. What's the team called? It's the Olympic refu- refugee team. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. As in, as in, it's, it's a good a, thing. But uh, can we get a better title? It's, a, for it's them? allowing. It probably is a. There probably is a better title. <laughs> That's cool. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. people from a really bad, um, you know, living situation been given an opportunity. To Absolutely, the That's fantastic. So there's going to be some really good storylines. We've been doing some research on the Australian and overseas competitors in Rio and there's some amazing storylines there she knows. and even looking back at old Olympics like oh it's unbelievable but so maybe I'll on a Friday night or or a Sunday I won't watch the old uh, what do we got like the the Knights v Knights v Eels sort of Channel 9 game I might just watch some Olympics yeah Channel yeah go make sure you have Channel 7 at the Ready Schnaz. Okay. Because there's going to be some good shows. Hamish McLaughlin is the host of my show. Uh-huh. Uh, AFL fans might know him through um, Channel 7's coverage. Uh-huh. An amazing guy to work with, very knowledgeable, very committed to the job. 
he's going to put forth a really good show. Have you patched up your relationship with Jim Wilson yet? Yes. You good? Yeah, yeah, we're solid. Okay. There never was in never never was serious. I thought you were having a bit of a Twitter war or something. We just tweeted a couple of things about Nathan Peets, that's it. And that's right. We moved on. He I haven't even brought it up with him yet, so it probably might be he might not even know about it really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're that Nathan Brooks. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Bro- yeah, looking forward to it. Schnaz, what are you up to in the next week or so? Looking towards sixteen. Yeah. That's what I'm looking towards. Monday night. Monday night. No, the Olympics is going to be on, Shnaz. Oh, yeah? Well, not yet, no. I'll, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be the watching following the following Monday it will be. Sorry, I got my dates mixed up. I'll be watching the Sharkies go yeah. around. I'll be watching yeah. the NRL. I'll be uh, just doing what I do the way I always do it. Yeah. But thank you for joining me on the couch. Thank you to Peppy the Cat for putting up with us. We'll see you all very shortly. We'll be doing more podcasts very soon. And I'll try and keep Brooksy's Olympic talk to a bit of a minimum. It'd be very minimal. Who am I to say that? Yeah. It's not my podca- podcast. It's a Brooksy Shanaz. It's your podcast. It's with Brooksy and Shanaz. Yeah. Not we Shanaz might talk about one Olympic moment each week. Per session. <laughs> yeah. In the morning, on Tuesday, <laughs> the Russian athlete, no, Shanaz, don't mention Russia. No, I mean, yeah. Are they, they're not. Some of the team have been some. omitted from the Olympics, yes. Okay. Brooksy, thank you for joining me for a long episode. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. You can have your 20-minute podcast. You can have your 45-minute podcast. You can have your hour-and-a-half podcast. Mm. They're all it's worthy really, yeah. and relevant. It's not really time-dependent, this one. Maybe have a listen here, have a listen there. If you've got the well, you could travel from an outer suburb to the city and listen yeah. to half. Unfortunately, we should be saying this at the start of the podcast when they start listening to it, not at the end when they're they've gone, up going, I've already done it like this, Brooksy. You they're waking it. up. It's like, oh, <laughs> oh what, tell me you, oh, what a long episode. Yeah. One of the best, though. One of the best. Brooksy, I'll see you, see you later. See you, Shanaz. Marcus, bye for now. Mm-hmm.